Good afternoon, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Before we begin, public service announcement. I'm here to do you a very big favor. Instead of getting Lego or other expensive items, you can get my new Sefer for Hanukkah. Well, first of all, this is hot off the press on Sefer Shemais. Everybody needs this. Everybody wants this. It's good for three-year-olds. It's good for whoever you need a Hanukkah present for. This is the perfect age for them. And also, they need it in English as well. This one is on Shemais, and this one is on Hanukkah. Okay, in English. No, that one's not brand new. They have it? Even if you have it, you could always buy another one. It's okay. Okay, we have a very important share today. The Gemara tells us in the Sechta Shabbos. Amar of Huna. Haragil bener havyinle banim tamidechachavim. One who is accustomed to lighting the ner. Rashi explains this refers to ner Shabbos and specifically ner Hanukkah. We'll have sons who are tamidechachavim. Which is every parent's dream and is the greatest bracha available in this world. Banim tamidei chachamim. And there are not that many mitzvahs or segulais mentioned in Shas to have banim tamidei chachamim. And yet Rav Huna says, one who is proficient, one who frequently lights ner Hanukkah, one who lights it correctly, will have sons who are tamidei chachamim. And the question that probably is on everybody's mind but perhaps we're too afraid to ask. But this question is raised by none other than Rav Yitzchak Sagi Nahar. Who is Rav Yitzchak Sagi Nahar? Rav Yitzchak Sagi Nahar was the son of the Ravid. Now, it's very interesting to note that there are three Ravids in history. Three Ravids. There is Rabbi Avram ben David, who was born in the year 1110, who wrote something called the Sefer HaKabbalah, not that Ravid. There is Rabbi Avram Av Bezdin, the second Ravid, father-in-law of the third Ravid, not that Ravid. Then there is the third Ravid. The third Ravid is known as Rabbi Avram Ben David of Pokiers. He too was born in the year 1110, and he wrote Hasagos on the Rambam. So if you open up any Rambam, you'll notice there are little footnotes on the Rambam written by the Ravid, he also wrote a commentary on the Sefer Hayitzira, on the Tairas Kaihanim. He also wrote a commentary on the Rif. And his son was known as Rabbeinu Yitzchak Saginahar, Rabbi Yitzchak the Blind. Rabbi Yitzchak Saginahar is the father of Kabbalah. All Kabbalistic wisdom was transmitted by the son of the Ravid III, Rabbi Yitzchak Saginahar. He wrote a little compilation. And this is, as far as I know, the only writings we have of Rabbi Yitzchak Sagi Nahar. He wrote something called Soid Kuntras Hadlakas Neirois Hanukkah. The secret of lighting the Neirois of Hanukkah. And the only place that this is available is in the back of something called the Sefer Hazikaroin of Rabbi Hutner. In the back they republished this little work. And this, of course, was written by one of the great Rishonim. Rabbi Yitzchak Sagi Nahar, Rabbi Yitzchak Sagi Nahar, ask the question that we're all, we don't have the courage to ask, but we would like to ask the question. And that is, how could the Gemara say that anybody who lights Nerchanukah will have sons for Atamid Chachamim? Everyone lights 
Ner Chanukah. Every observant Jew, every Shomer Torah Mitzvah lights Ner Chanukah, and not everyone is Zoichet to this great bracha of Banim Tamid Chachamim. So what exactly are we missing? Rav Huna says, Haragil Bener, one who frequently lights the Ner Chanukah will be, is vouchsafed to have sons who are Tamid Chachamim, and yet we know everybody lights the menorah and not everyone is Zoichet to this blessing. Says Rabbi Yitzhak Sagi Nahar, that may be true that everyone lights the menorah, but not everybody lights the menorah correctly. There are many details, there are many minutia, there are chumras, there are elements of lighting the menorah that not everybody lights correctly. Yes, everyone lights the menorah. Everybody goes to the store, they buy the $45 package with the pre made. Easy lights or whatever you use, and everyone lights it, but not everyone lights it correctly. For instance, I'll give you one little halacha that I don't think even 5% of people do. Now, don't go home and tell, tell your husband, you know, you don't light the menorah properly. Just send them the link on Torah anytime, okay? But this is the first important halacha to bear in mind. The Gemara tells us, Hadlaka Oisa Mitzvah. Which means the mitzvah is not that the candle should burn. The mitzvah is to light it. Light it does not mean you put wick on wick and as soon as it catches fire, you move on to candle number two. If you do that, according to many poiskim, you're not yoisei the mitzvah even. What you need to do is you need to hold the wick on the wick until the majority of the flame that is going to burn catches fire. So that takes about another couple of moments until the fire spreads to the majority of the wick that will burn. That's just one example of the details of Halakas Ner Chanukah that many people do not fulfill. But says Rabbi Yitzchak Saginahar, if people would fulfill all the punctilious details of Halakas Ner Chanukah, they could be assured, they are assured, they will be zoicha to banim tamidei chachamen. Okay, comes Rabbi Yerucham Olshen, a Shiva of Lakewood, and he says that this answer is not completely satisfying because there are many people who are familiar with these halachas. And there are many people who are careful to light the menorah with all the details. By the way, there are many details, including the precise time to light. Precise time to light is not, li- is not when, okay, is everybody ready? Now let's light. There are exact Times exact windows to light. According to Rabbi Moshe, maybe between 13 and 18, 15 and 22, Rabbi Aaron Cutler, whatever you should find out, what is your personal shita? What does your Rav recommend? And follow that window. But as Rabbi Rucham Olshin, there are many people who light the menorah, following all the details, following all the minutia, fulfilling all the halachis, and yet, we're still awaiting that guarantee that the Gemara says, Haragil Bener Banim So I want to share with you an astounding statement of the author of Kelm. Really a very shocking statement. He writes in the Sefer Chachma Musar in number five. He says, Ani Ukiyoitsibi me and all of my associates. We have never fulfilled the mitzvah of lighting the menorah. That's a pretty, I guess, honest uh, admission 
that he says him and anyone who know, who he knows have never lit the menorah properly. So what exactly are they missing? The, the oil could be more pure. The menorah could be more expensive. What exactly are we lacking in the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Hadlakas Nechanaka? Please take a look at number six. We have a comment of the Rambam. The, the Rambam says, you don't have a sheet? That's terrible. Here, here's one more. <coughs> Do we have enough? Okay, the Rambam says like this. Mitzvah ner Chanukah. Mitzvah chavivahi ad ma'oid. The mitzvah of lighting the ner Chanukah is very beloved. That's a very important statement and a very surprising statement. Because by no other mitzvah does the Rambam say that this mitzvah is a very beloved mitzvah. The Rambam doesn't say mitzvah kriya shema is a very beloved mitzvah. Lighting their Shabbos, he doesn't even say, is a very beloved mitzvah. He doesn't say wearing tefillin is a very beloved mitzvah. What exactly is so beloved about Ner Hanukkah? You know, the Gemara tells us that if somebody is so poor and they can't buy Ner Hanukkah, they should sell their clothing to buy Ner Hanukkah. That does not apply to any other mitzvah. One is not obligated to sell their clothing to fulfill tzitzis or tefillin or any other mitzvah or to buy food for Shabbos. Why is one required to sell their clothing to buy Ner Hanukkah? What is so significant? What is so important about Ner Hanukkah? Why is it so beloved? Asks the altar of Chakelm, Ma kol hacharada hazois. What is all this commotion? What is all this fanfare about the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah? So with your permission, I want to draw your attention to the words of the Gemara in the Sefta Shabbos that describe the legislation of Hanukkah. After all, did anybody... I, I just gave it away, but the, the legislation of Hanukkah is found in Masechta Shabbos. What's it doing in Masechta Shabbos? Because on Masechta Shabbos it talks about lighting the Ner Shabbos in Perak Bamem Alikin. So once in the course of conversation it talks about lighting the Ner Shabbos, Agavurcha, it mentions lighting Ner Hanukkah. So the Gemara tells us the Yavanim went into the Heichal and they contaminated all the oil in the Heichal and then the Hashram came in and they searched and they searched and they found one flask of oil that was enough to light for one night and lo and behold, it lasted for? Okay, eight nights. Says the Gemara, L'shana Acheres, in year two, Kavam, they established Ba'asam, and they made Yomim Toivim. Yomtif. What kind of Yomtif? We know Hanukkah is not a Yomtif. You're allowed to do Malachan Hanukkah. So the Gemara says Hanukkah is a Yomtif in two ways. Behalel. What does Halel mean? Say Halel. You gotta say Halel for eight days of Hanukkah. The definition of, of Hanukkah is Halel. And then the Gemara says Vihoida and thanking Hashem. Which means that what is the definition of Hanukkah? Recitation of Hallel and thanking Hashem. The Gemara seems to have omitted the main mitzvah of Hanukkah, which is lighting the menorah. Could you imagine? The Gemara says, what's Hanukkah? Say Hallel, thank Hashem, and the Gemara doesn't say to light the menorah. You ever hear such a thing? 
This is the entire Gemara about Hanukkah, and the Gemara doesn't say on Hanukkah you need to light the menorah. That's the whole reason why the story of Hanukkah is mentioned in the Sechta Shabbos, because it's the parak about lighting their Shabbos, and Agavorcha, you would expect it to say to light the menorah. The Gemara doesn't say to light the menorah. But what does the Gemara say? The Gemara says, Halal. And the Gemara says, Haidah, thank Hashem. So how do you thank Hashem? So Rashi says, you know how you thank Hashem? You say, al Now that's a very big chedosh. That means the Gemara is saying, what's Hanukkah? Say Halal and say al now, what's the halacha if somebody forgot al hanisim? Do they have to repeat Shema Nesrei? No, you don't. You don't have to repeat Shema Nesrei. But if the definition of Chanukah is say Hallel and thank Hashem and al hanisim, that means even though if you don't say al hanisim, you don't have to repeat Shema Nesrei. But if you didn't say al hanisim, you didn't celebrate Chanukah. In other words, you don't have to repeat Shema Nesrei, but you also didn't do Chanukah. You missed the boat. You could have eaten latkes, you could have eaten donuts, but you didn't fulfill the main mitzvah of Hanukkah, which is Hallel and Alhanisim. If we look in the Rambam, when the Rambam, so to speak, paraphrases this Gemara, the Rambam is found in number 12. Look in the words of the Rambam. The Rambam says, because of this miracle, Hiskinu Chachamim Hadar, the sages of that generation enacted Sheyu Shmoinas Hayomim Ha'elu, that these eight days, Shatchilasan Milel Chamish Vasim Kislev, beginning on the twenty-fifth day of Kislev. What is Chanukah? The Rambam is now paraphrasing the Gemara. Simcha, days of happiness. Now the Gemara doesn't say that, so there's a big discussion. What does the Rambam mean that there are days of happiness? Halel. And look what the Rambam says. And we light the Ner Hanukkah. But the Gemara didn't say we light the Ner Hanukkah. What did the Gemara say instead of lighting the Ner Hanukkah? The Gemara says, say al The Rambam doesn't say to say al on Hanukkah. Does the Rambam hold? You don't have to say al on Hanukkah? It's interesting. If you look in the Rambam in Hilchais Tefillah, the Rambam says on Chanukah and Purim say al Hanisim. See, we learn from here a very important idea. That according to the Rambam, the recitation of al Hanisim is not obligatory because of the Yomtif, but rather it's an obligation of davening. If you're going to daven, you got to say what the day is. And the day is Chanukah. And therefore you have to say al Hanisim not as a legislation of Chanukah, but as a legislation of the proper way to daven at this time of the year. In other words, the Rambam holds that if you omit Al-Anisim, not only do you not have to repeat the Shemayna Esrei, you also didn't really miss anything too critical, because Al-Anisim is not fundamental to Hanukkah, it's only part of the Shemayna Esrei, and if you omit it, you don't have to say it again. So let's just sum up what our questions are, and then you'll see where we're going. The Gemara, in phrasing the legislation of Hanukkah, says Hanukkah is two things. Halel and Hoida. Thanking Hashem. What did the Gemara omit? Lighting the candles. The Rambam mentions lighting the candles. What did the Rambam omit? 
thanking Hashem. So we have a great mystery over here. The Gemara omitted the main legislation of Hanukkah, namely lighting the candles, and the Rambam forgot to write that on Hanukkah you need to thank Hashem. So there was a great Rav in Yerushalayim by the name of Rav Betzalel Jolti. And this is a Chidush that is advanced by Rav Shalmazam and Arbach as well. And this really revolutionizes and changes our entire perspective on lighting the Menorah. If I were to ask you, why do we light Ner Shabbos? What's the answer? Because it's a mitzvah in the Torah, God said to light candles for Shabbos. If I were to ask you, why does a man put on tefillin? What's the reason? Kach sivani haboyre. And if a person thinks while they're putting on tefillin, I'm fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillin, the yaitzay. If I were to ask you, why do we fulfill a mitzvah in the Torah? The answer is, because the Rebbein commanded us to fulfill the mitzvah. Not so Ner Hanukkah. Ner Hanukkah is different than every other mitzvah. If we look at number 18, number 18 is what is from what is called Piskei Riaz. This is how one of the Rishonim, the Riaz, rephrases the Gemara. The Riaz says, L'shana Acheres, in year two, Kavam Va'asam Shmoina Yamim. They established and they made eight days. Shegoimrim bohenes hahalal, that we complete the halal. So far, so good, right? The Gemara said halal, so he says halal. Look at this. Umoidim al hanes bahadlakas hanerois. We thank Hashem by lighting the candles. We ask the question, why did the Rambam not say that on Hanafi you have to light the menorah? Why did the Gemara omit that? We asked on the Rambam, why did the Rambam not say that on Hanukkah you have to thank Hashem? The answer is, nobody omitted anything. They're just focusing on a different aspect of the mitzvah. Do you know what the mitzvah of lighting their Hanukkah is? The mitzvah is to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu? By lighting the menorah. There is no mitzvah on Hanukkah to take a burning candle and light another candle. There is no mitzvah, not midairaisa or midrabanan, to light near Hanukkah. That mitzvah does not exist. The rabbis never legislated it. It was never given to the Jewish people. There is no mitzvah of lighting the menorah. So what's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is to thank Hashem. How do you express your feelings of gratitude? By lighting the menorah. Umadlikin umoidim al hanes behadlakas hanerois. We thank Hashem for the miracle by lighting the menorah. There are different ways of expressing gratitude. The way the Chachamim have legislated that we express our gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is by lighting the menorah. So what would happen if somebody went over to the menorah at exactly 15 minutes after Shkia, according to Ramosh, which is exact proper time. And they held the candle there for 17 seconds. And they have the best oil and the best wick. And they forgot, or they never knew, that the purpose of lighting the menorah is to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says Rabbi Salah Jolti, 
Lo Yatsa, they didn't do a mitzvah. They did not fulfill the mitzvah. Rav Shalma Zalman says, Chasar loy ha'ikar, you're missing the main part of the mitzvah. Rabbi Salah Jolti said, you didn't even fulfill the mitzvah. Now that's, that's a very heavy responsibility and a very critical piece of information to be aware of when it comes to lighting the menorah. That the lighting of the menorah is fundamentally different than every other mitzvah in the Torah. Every other mitzvah is in a dry act. There is no dry act of lighting the menorah. The lighting of the menorah is an expression of gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch. So you say, where does this come from? Who says such a thing? It says of Shomazam, and we say this explicitly. Hanerois halolu anachrim adlikim kidei lahayrois. And, and she was just going to say that like Rav Shomazaman also. So, the purpose of lighting the menorah is as an expression of gratitude. That's what we say explicitly. And Hanerois halalu kaidashem ve'ein lanu rishos l'hishtamidem ha'kidei We light the menorah in order to thank Hashem. Now, why is thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu so important? There is a particular mitzvah. If you're a farmer, raise your hand if you're a farmer. If you're a farmer living in Eretz Yisrael and you have a field, you plowed your field, you fertilized your field, and you watered your field, and the whole winter you're davening, you're davening, you should have a good crop, and you see the tree, it's starting to blossom, and you look at your fig tree and you see this beautiful big fig it's starting to ripen, so the Mishnah tells us you take a reed, you wrap it around the fig, and you say, this first fig, this is going to be my first fruit, this is going to be Bikurim. And that pomegranate, the first pomegranate, that's going to be the first fruit, that's going to be my Bikurim. And when all your first fruits are ready, you gather together in a basket coated with gold, and you put it on an ox. And the ox has a wreath in its horns. And all your neighbors gather together in the center of the city, in the Rechayva Shalir. And when everyone's ready to go, you sleep the night in the center of the city. And then everyone marches to Yushalayim and the Mishnayis and Bikurim tell us that the farmers in Yushalayim, as the Meviye Bikurim are walking through the streets of Yushalayim, they stop, they stand up, they say, they say, This is the greatest procession in all Jewish observance. It's done with the greatest pomp and ceremony, the mitzvah of bringing the first fruits to Yushalayim. So just about 10 days ago, I had this chus to be in the city of Tzfas, in the shul of the Al Shechatadosh. The Aushech HaKadosh, Aparshas Kisavai, wonders, what's the whole rash? What's the pomp and ceremony? Why do we make such a big deal about Bikurim? It's just a fig. It's just a pomegranate. What exactly is this person doing already? And the Aushech writes on the words, Bereshis Bara Elohim, Bishvil Bikurim Shenikru Reshis Bara Elohim. That the Rebbeinu created the world for the mitzvah bikurim. What is so important about the mitzvah bikurim? 
So the Al Shekhakodosh. What is the purpose of all the mitzvahs that we perform? Every mitzvah, the overarching tachlis objective of all Avodah Hashem. Says the Al Shekhakodosh, you know, we make a very big mistake. We think, you know, Hashem gave us a house and, and we go to the soifer and for a hundred bucks we buy a mezuzah and we put up the mezuzah and we say, Hashem, look, I did a mitzvah, I did a mezuzah, reward me. <laughs> or somebody, their son became bar mitzvah, so you go, you buy a pair of tefillin for $2,000, you they put it on the kid and then you say, Rebbe look, look what I gave you. I gave, I gave, I bought tefillin for my son. He did a mitzvah. Reward me, says the Alshech. A chutzpah noira for a person to think they're deserving of reward for a mitzvah. The Rebbe gave you a house. There's a lot of value in Flatbush. You could buy three houses anywhere else. For the same value. So what are you giving back to Hashem? How are you showing Hashem gratitude for giving you the house? Because you bought a few mezuzahs and now you say, Hashem, I thanked you, now reward me. That was the small token gesture of gratitude you offered at Kaddish Baruch Hu, that He gave you the house. Hashem gave a, an arm. So we have a mitzvah of tefillin to show gratitude. Now you want reward for the token of gratitude? Imagine somebody comes to your house and you serve them a 10-course meal and you wait on them and you sit on them and you set up for them and you clean up and then they say, thank you. Oh, thank you. You know what you owe me for that? Thank you. I want another meal now. The door is that way. But we have a notion that when we show gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by performing mitzvahs, that we're entitled to expect reward for saying thank you to him. Says the Al Shekhakadosh, the purpose of all mitzvahs, at their core, at their root, is simply to acknowledge, Rebbe you created me, you sustain me. If you wake up in the morning and you don't have a pounding headache, that means 50 trillion different processes have to be going correctly. And even if you do have a pounding headache, the fact that everything else who's working is the least we could do is be and do the mitzvahs he asks us. All the mitzvahs, the purpose of all mitzvahs is just a token gesture of gratitude. And it's an even greater chesed that the Rebbe Shem says, you know what, and when you say thank you, I'll reward you for saying thank you. But says the Al Shekh there are certain mitzvahs where the performance of them, it is more clear that they are an expression of gratitude. For instance, Bikurim, or what are you saying by bringing Bikurim? He's saying, Rebbe you gave me a field, you gave me the resources to own it, to cultivate it, to develop it, to produce payrois. Here is one fruit. Thank you, Rebbe So there it is clear the purpose of the mitzvah is as an expression of gratitude. Therefore, Bereshis bara Eloikim. God created the world for the mitzvah of Bikurim. If I could bring to your attention the immortal words of the Ramban. The Ramban at the end of Parshas Bay. 
talks about the Mishnah in Perkei Avais. Number 26. The Ramban tells us that in Perkei Avais, the Tana encourages the Jewish people, have a Zahir, the mitzvah kala, kechamura. Be careful in a small mitzvah, like a great mitzvah. Why? She'ein atem yodeas khar shal mitzvahs, because we don't know the reward for mitzvahs. Says Ramban, why do we have to be so careful to do a small mitzvah? Says Ramban, very important words. On the third line, the Ramban says, Kavonas kolha mitzvahs, the intent of all mitzvahs. Shenamin beloikenu, that we should believe in Akadish Baruchu, Vinoide Elov, and thank him, Shehu Biranu, that he created us. That is why the Rebbein Shem created the world. In other words, when you do a mitzvah, you should think, you know what, I don't fully understand why I'm doing the mitzvah, but at the very basic level, Rebbein Shem, you asked me to do this, and I thank you. This is my expression of thanks. I'm lighting there Shabbos. Thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we daven to Hashem, you know, you ask most people, what's davening? Well, I have a list of all the things that I need. And I'm asking Hashem to heal, to bless, to cure, to give. That's not davening. Do you have a list of the things that you're thanking Hashem for? That's the definition of davening. That's the purpose of all mitzvahs. To thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, says the Ramban, it really doesn't matter whether a mitzvah is small or large or great or medium-sized. Every mitzvah could fulfill the tafkid of the entire creation, which is thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, says Rabbi Salajalti, every mitzvah at its core, at its root, is a way of thanking Hashem. But there is one very precious mitzvah that we're given that is not just the objective of that mitzvah to thank Hashem, but that is the very definition of the mitzvah, that the mitzvah was legislated as an expression of gratitude. And if we would ever have such a mitzvah, that mitzvah would be probably the most beloved of all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Why? Because the objective of all mitzvahs, and the objective of all creation is to thank Hashem. So if there was ever a mitzvah that its very expression was an expression of gratitude, that would be the most beloved mitzvah in the Torah. Says Rabbi Salajalti, there is one mitzvah. There is one mitzvah where it's not just we could philosophize and study what's the core of the mitzvah. There is one mitzvah that by very definition, the act of performing that mitzvah is a deep expression of gratitude, and that is the mitzvah of Hadlakas Ner Chaka. And therefore, in a certain sense, it is the most important act that we do the entire year. Because while all other mitzvahs, we do them, and on some level we understand and we recognize what the Ramban says, the kavana of all mitzvahs is to acknowledge HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the mitzvah of Ne'ar Chanukah was legislated as an expression of gratitude, therefore it fulfills the tachlis of entire creation and all the mitzvahs in the Torah. 
And therefore, says Rabbi Rucham Olshen, if somebody were to light the Ner Hanukkah, fully aware and cognizant and mindful that they're not just doing a mitzvah like Tkiah Shoifar or Natilas Lulav, which we do it because God said, and of course everything we do is an expression of gratitude. But if a person lit the Menorah with a heart overflowing, with gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then they could take it to the bank, they could access, no question, no doubts, not probably, not maybe, the great Havtacha of Rav Huna, Haragil Bener Havyin La Banim and take it to the bank. Because by fulfilling this mitzvah with, for its intended purpose, you're not only fulfilling the objective of all the mitzvahs in the Torah, you're fulfilling the objective of all of creation. So I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not a storyteller. I don't even believe the stories ever happened. But only a story that it doesn't matter if it happened or not is a good story, because at least it's a good mashal. But here it goes. There's a man by the name of Asher. Asher was having a tough time. By the way, it's a true story. I verified it with the person that it didn't happen to. And I asked somebody, did it happen to you? He said, no, it happened to somebody else. Asher had five daughters. They were all of marriageable age, and he couldn't get any of them out of the house. And Asher had a chavrusa, and his chavrusa had one daughter, and she went out with a guy, and she got engaged like that, and Asher's chavrusa says, you know, minog Yerushalayim is you got to buy the son-in-law an apartment in Yerushalayim, and I really, uh, I don't have the money. And I'm not asking you for the money, but do me a favor. I'm going to take a loan from the bank. You be the RAV, you be the co-signer. So Usher, Usher said, no problem. He figured it would be Zechus for him. So he's the co-signer. The guy defaults on the loan. The bank comes to Usher. Usher doesn't have a penny to his name. And the bank comes and takes away Usher's house. So now Usher has five daughters. And now he was able to get them out of the house because the bank took away the house. But he wasn't able to marry them all. And he's down... And out, he's really depressed. He doesn't know what to do with himself. His friend says, why don't you go to the Gerareba, the Beit Yisrael? Maybe he could help you. He said, what's the rabbi going to do for me? He's not going to marry off my daughters. He's not going to give me money. The, his friend said, just speak to him. You never know. So Usher goes to the Beit Yisrael, and the Beit Yisrael says, Usher, I hear your problem. you got to marry off your kids. And... You need to put yourself on stronger financial standing. But I have a question for you. Do you daven? So I said, yeah, I, I daven all day. Help me find shaduchim for my kids. Help me get, my, get, get some parnasa. Know the base Yisrael. I ask you if you daven, not if you ask Hashem for what you want. So he said, Rebbe, I don't understand what you mean. Do you thank Hashem every day? So this is not exactly what Usher wanted to hear. He came to the Rebbe for help. came to the Rebbe for some support. He wasn't looking for Musr. And he said, well, you know, I try, I this, I that. And he walked out and that was the end of the meeting. Usher meets his friend and his friend said, how was the meeting with the Yair Rebbe? He said it was terror, it was a disaster. What did the Rebbe tell you? He said, I need to thank Hashem. You think that's what I wanted to hear? What am I supposed to thank Hashem for? I have no money. I have no shaduchim. 
So the friend turned on him. I mean, Usher, you're in good health. You have a good wife. You have good children. Everyone's healthy. You have clothing. Do you thank Hashem regularly for the daily blessings Hashem gives you? So Usher says, well, not, not exactly. He says, what is your kavana in Shman Esri? When you add tefillahs to Shman Esri, what are you mechaving? I'm mechaving. Hashem should give me money, Hashem should give me shaduchim. Yeah, but do you add special kavanas for the brachas Hashem gives you to thank Him? So his friend said, what exactly did the Gera Rebbe tell you? He said, I'll tell you the truth. The Gera Rebbe told me a formula. The formula is 60% of my tefillahs that I add need to be thanking Hashem, and only 40% should be asking Hashem. So the friend says, so why don't you try that? Why don't you try that? And sure enough, Usher tried that, and within a short while, his friend won a big Yerusha, and the first daughter got married, and three months later, he had married off three children, and as you could imagine, the story ended happily ever after. However, Usher then was wondering, where did the Gera Rebbe get this from? That 60% of the tefillah should be thanking Hashem, and 40% of the tefillah should be asking Hashem. And it came to Hallel, and Usher realized in Hallel, we say, Haydu l'Hashem ki toiv ki li'oilam chazdai. Haydu l'Hashem ki toiv ki li'oilam chazdai. Haydu l'Hashem ki toiv ki li'oilam chazdai. Six times we thank Hashem, four times we ask Hashem. And that is a ratio which is a game changer for most people. Most people, when they dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, their tefillah in terms of quantity and quality, in terms of what they add to the Shemana Esrei, and in terms of what they put emphasis and effort and heart into, is 99% what they're asking from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they would be lucky if on a good day is 1% thanking Hashem for what Hashem gave them. Says the Gerareba, 60% thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 40% asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The purpose of all the mitzvahs in the Torah, above and beyond any specific Havana, is Shenamin v'HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to believe in Hashem and to thank Him. The purpose of creation, if you wanted to know, you made the trip down here today. I don't mean to Rabbi Weinfeld Shul on Ellen 22nd. You made the trip down from Tachas Kisei HaKavayt, where the Neshama originates. And you made it down from Olam HaAtzilos, and then through the Olam Habria, and then the Olam HaYitzira, and then down with two feet down here on this world for a short stint. And you want to know, what am I doing here? What is my Tachlis in Olam Hazeh? The answer is to be able to say, Hashem, I acknowledge that you created me and you sustain me. Thank you so much. That's the purpose of everything. And then the question is, is there any act that we do the whole year that's entire purpose 
is just an expression of that, not a philosophical reason, not at the core, but that's the definition of the mitzvah, we have one mitzvah. The Gemara says there's a mitzvah of Hanukkah to thank Hashem. The Rambam says there's a mitzvah on Hanukkah to light the menorah. Says the Riaz, it's the same mitzvah. Moidim al hanes al yedei hadlakas ner Hanukkah. And if we're able to light the menorah with that kavana, Amar Rav Huna, Haragil Bener, Havin Banim Tamide Chachamim. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant us Yat that we should light the menorah with the proper kavanos. And even if you're not the one lighting the menorah, but the Iker Mitzvah is not the lighting the menorah, it's the feeling and hargosh of gratitude. So if you supply that, you too will be zoicha to the bracha of Amar of Huna. Haragil Bener, Hav Yinlei, Banim Tamei Chacham, HaKadosh Baruch should bless all of us. Banim, Vnei Banim, Oizke Metar Mitzvah, Afreil Chem